0: Hi there. What can I say? You caught me off guard, but I'm glad you're here. Welcome. You've arrived at the DC Comics News Podcast Network. This is our DC Comics News Weekly Podcast. Your opportunity to get all of the best, all the newest, all the fast-breaking news when it comes to DC Comics. Right here on DC Comics News, we cover movies, we cover TV streaming, we cover comics, we even cover a little Something Called Other. If you want to know what that is, you got to stick around at the end. This is episode number 140. I'm your host, Tess Singleton. Clearly, the caffeine is working. I'm going to ride that wave as long as I can. And thankfully, uh, not so much riding tandem, but certainly riding parallel, if not maybe even calling out the shots like, hey, get off that wave. It sucks. It's going to crash. I've got Mr. Brad Falicki here co hosting with me. Brad, how you doing today, my friend? I'm doing
1: well. Nice. Glad to I hear you. Can't complain. So, yeah, let's talk to DC (laughs) Yeah, let's go ahead and
0: talk to DC Um, So, here's an interesting thing for me I love the fact that as we're, you know, getting into this Two things, I, one, just realized that I I think I bumped a uh, remote control And it looks like the TV volume just kicked up And I don't want everyone to have to hear my my soccer game that's going on So I'm just going to go ahead and knock that off real quick Okay, thought I could Here's what I can do, at least. Turn down the volume on it. There we go. Hey, everybody. Thanks for that. Sorry for that, Josh. Whoops. These things happen. You know what else happens? The best things when you're not paying attention. Things like the new Batman official synopsis has been released. We finally get a little more insight about this Robert Pattinson project that uh, might be a little harder to interpret just from the trailers. Like, you, you get the classic Batman stuff. You get some other stuff. But... Maybe you're trying to figure out, like, what's his mission? What's he working on? What's happening here? And now we have a little more insight, I, I think. But I'm never sure because I need a little guidance. And that's why I'm glad I got Brad Flicky. Brad, what do you think about this story, my friend? Uh,
1: you know, uh, man, it's kind of like a little bit of nothing in the story, I was, I'm afraid, as far as I feel like. And you were saying insight, so I'm actually curious to hear what you have to say, uh, because I feel kind of like this is stuff that we already knew. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just go ahead and, and read it. Uh, the Batman is an edgy, action-packed thriller that depicts Batman in his early years struggling to balance rage with righteousness as he investigates a disturbing mystery that has terrorized Gotham. Robert Panson delivers a raw, intense portrayal of Batman as a delusion, desperate vigilante awakened by the realization— that the anger consuming him makes him no better than the ruthless serial killer he is hunting. Now, I guess, you know, maybe there's insight into just how uh, tortured uh, maybe this Bruce Wayne is, but really I feel like what we what we know and what we've seen in the trailers, this really doesn't tell me anything new. Um, but I, I'm curious if, if you think it gave you any more insight into what we can expect in the Batman movie. Yeah, I think the
0: biggest thing that that really sort of caught me was the idea of him being
1: uh, disillusioned
0: by it all. Um, and, and the realization of what it's like to... I, I guess for me, the one thing I've always enjoyed about detectives, and this is what I kind of like about this aspect being brought up again, and for me, it just seemed to ring a bell this time. I don't know why. But I always, it reminded me that, like, I'm reading, like, uh, The Good Asian from uh, Image Comics, which is about a really cool detective noir. I've read, you know, a few others that I've enjoyed a lot of the ones that have been, you know, popular in movies and television. And what I often find, I mean, I'm talking Jessica Jones to everything. What I often find is that there's a, there's kind of like a damage that one is the reason people get into this work. And then two, there's a damage that sort of like makes them good at it, but it also, uh, it, it, it makes them not a great person to be around. It makes them, you know, kind of uh, it develop, creates an unhealthy mindset because, you know, I think back to the usual suspects, you know, uh, you bring a guy in front of a cop, you tell him what the scene is, the cop goes to this crime scene, whatever, and he's going to say, this is what happened, this is the way it was, because that's the only way he's looking at things. So with the detective, he's looking at things in a very you know cold and dark way. Uh, it's, it's something that requires analytical mind, but sometimes it, it requires like the removal of the human emotions that can get in the way of that. And yet at the same time, when you're not accessing the positive healthy emotions, but you're involved in actions that fester the ones that are really unhealthy, then you get these great moments on screen and in, uh, in literature and comics, where you can see that the person doing the investigating is now struggling to figure out the right and wrong that they're willing to commit in order to solve a case, right? And in these cases, on top of it, there's the the violent nature to them, there's the anger he has over losing his parents, there's the rage he has to tap into when he's violently assaulting criminals. (laughs) And with all of that, you know what I mean? You get a really interesting pot and I can imagine it's gonna be a challenge when If you're supposed to be deducing, (laughs) you're supposed to be able to rely on your ability to analyze things to at times be impartial. But if you're in a war with your emotions while you're trying to do things and potentially in high stress situations, you know, you pop into an area, you're trying to get clues. Bad guys are attacking. Did you get enough clues? Did you see what you needed to see? Can you trust your own memory later or is it so clouded by violence and anger and the the grief of losing your parents—that's led you on this. I, I think it, for me, it just kind of opened that idea of just how much more enjoyable this can be psychologically, and how that's one of those things I've always enjoyed the most about detective stories. So, when it comes to insights, I, I can't claim that that's a lot,
1: but uh, <laughs> that's where it took me on, and it was a fun little journey. What, what do you think? Yeah, am I, am I, yeah, I think that I think that you're onto something. I, I think that I think that the ultimate takeaway from the movie will be him finding his purpose again once he defeats the riddler you know unless they go a darker route where he's even more disillusioned than he was before you know so that that could possibly be too um it's just you know batman is one of those characters that we've seen so many renditions of and so many reimaginings that it's hard as great of a character as batman is it's hard to have a fresh take after all these years. So they're really kind of touting that with this movie. So I'm just really, I, I really want to see that come to light. That it is, this is something we haven't seen before. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see where it coming from and I think that's true, but what I really want is that, that fresh take. And I think that Matt Reese is a good enough director. And I think that there is potential for Robert Pattinson to, Really take the character or at least Bruce Wayne, uh, you know, a different view of Bruce Wayne than we've ever had, um, because say what you will about Twilight. But if you've ever seen good time, uh, y- the guy can act. So um, <laughs> I-, I I do really want to see what he brings to the Bruce Wayne. So. So, yeah, um, it, it, regardless of insight or not, I, I'm so excited uh, to see the Batman. So and uh, i don't think anything's going to take that excitement away from me even if it's terrible reviews uh it's not going to bother me i still really want to see it so um so yeah yeah um there you have it (laughs) i'm with you man yeah i mean you know that's the challenge
0: i think when i when i think about the most recent you know trilogy I, i think about the interesting start which was you know starting from nothing, proving that you can go from nothing without any of the privilege and and make your way to being uh, a formidable force, most, you know, formidable enough to be, you know, drafted into uh, the league, getting training there, having the uh, moral compass to leave that and then return home kind of feeling like you passed a test only to find out that there's new tests at home. And I kind of feel with this one, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what it's like for another sort of look at at what the the psyche is, if he's not trying to prove himself in that way that that Bale's character was, then then what is the, you know, the big thing about this one? It seems to be it's going to be. How do you balance all of the emotions that you're working with with the part of you that's supposed to be a detective? Because, you know, um, you think you think about that quality and two things that always the other thing that catches me is that there's always these two things fighting against each other and whenever i see the best detective shows these detectives are not the nicest people (laughs) they don't live healthy lives they're often. they're they're usually addicted to cigarettes maybe booze maybe some harder stuff they're they're grizzled life has worn them down they're not in the best you know what i mean and and Mm -hmm. this guy is actually like in prime physical shape willing to dole out the beatings that go with it but he's also supposed to have this like really sharp mind and you know how do you how do you walk all how do you walk that tightrope constantly not to allude to any sort of robin just yet but um tightrope what can i say with that yeah let's shift away because i could just keep going on this all day like i said the caffeine is working so let's channel it. let's get to the next story have some fun with the fact that a black adam producer is saying yeah we got an epic superhero brawl with hawkman in our movie don't you want to see it now brad do you
1: I do. I want to see this brawl. Uh, You know, I like the idea of a badass Hawkman. uh, Because in the comics, he is. So, uh, I kind of think that the costume, that people may may see it and think it's kind of cheesy, you know, from the comics. But the character himself is... uh, Pretty intense, so I think that he could give Black Adam a run for his money, Uh, at least uh, at first. Uh, I hope he has the mace, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this. Uh, What about you? Oh, he has to have the mace.
0: Okay, (laughs) maybe an axe. I can get away with an axe, but I need (laughs) something. I need an axe or a mace. Mace would be preferable, but also I love the idea of seeing a real Hawkman fight because... You know, I I enjoyed Legends of Tomorrow, that it started out with the Hawks, and it was really kind of fun in that way. But there wasn't a lot of, like, aerial action. Black Adam, Mm -hmm. fly. Black Adam's got lightning. And we don't know how much of this movie is going to touch on, you know, what parts of their history, which storylines they're going to be telling. But can you imagine if you fought someone in the air before and you know how to be as maneuverable as Hawkman does with those wings? Plus you've got Black Adam, who's the kind of guy who would probably just rip the wings off. So you've got a pretty interesting matchup there. And yeah, I, I think there would be a great moment where you see a mace smash into Black Adam's face and him sort of be like, keep it coming, baby. You know? Yeah, like- that's the thing.
1: <laughs> he's gotta he's gotta come out and strike hard and fast first if he wants to, you know. That's why I'm saying. So initially he could probably do some damage but he's gonna have to strike fast and strike hard and yeah of course man it always got to be in the air oh jeez. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: and i think it would just be really cool because it would it would redefine like you know there there's an idea of okay so he's a guy with wings like what's that all about but you put a really great you know fight scene on there Ooh, people are gonna be really interested it could be original plus i kind of see him being like the point like I'm going to soften him up. The rest of you, JSA, you can come in when uh, I'm getting tired. And uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be a fun possibility, too. So um, this was a great story for me. This was a, a good chuckle. And I love that it's the first of two Black Adam stories because it would appear that uh, producer Hiram Garcia is suggesting that Black Adam is looking at many ways uh, he can appear in upcoming projects and well i don't know is the sky the limit brad what did you think
1: oh man i would uh, i I would love to see them get more involved uh you know it, it definitely seems like at the minimum we're gonna get to see black adam in other movies uh the rock is so committed to the character and has been for so long that that's pretty much a guarantee but with his uh production company the seven bucks i think is what it's called his production company uh with uh with hearing garcia man they can yeah it, they could do a lot of cool things i would like to see you know given what they're going to be doing with the justice society i would like to see them do a justice society movie or maybe another film based on one of those characters from the justice society um it, it's it's kind of the beauty of uh, where we are with this kind of fandom is that these characters that weren't so well known are now right front and center. Stargirl has her own TV show. I never thought I would see that, for instance. So, why not let them have a go at some of these other characters and making them household names? I'm all for it. Uh, what about you? Definitely for it. I love the idea
0: that they come in right away and saying, and because Johnson and Godot, uh, is it, oh gosh, is it Godot or Godot? i've i've heard it pronounced i always ways. pronounce
1: it in my head as godot but everybody else seems to say godot so i think that's where i right. change it to
0: <laughs> okay on that i'm gonna hopefully remember that so uh with uh, gal gadot on uh, red notice um the suggestion of wonder woman which i think is brilliant because not only do you have a force that can you know match him but also you have these uh, two great pantheons that you can play with in a really fun storyline and do something maybe akin to, uh, no, that's a a poor comparison. Anyways, tell a really great story with two really fun characters who I think are, uh, you know, prime for an audience, prime for a team up, and uh, it would be really fun to have that. I agree with you on a JSA. I do feel like this is a perfect way also to have him working with the JSA and the JLA. They've already got him in the comics. It's clearly, you know, an opportunity to see what fans think about him in the comics as well as potentially in an upcoming project. And then like you said, maybe in a spinoff where he teams up with someone else, someone from the JSA. I mean, you've got the natural opportunity with Hawkman as well. So there's also that. I also feel like, uh, you know, he's perfect to have. We, we gotta have a Shazam thing at some point, you know that's happening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know it just sort of feels like also why wouldn't he work in a flash movie and why wouldn't he work in a uh, you know aquaman movie where it's the two of them and again you know fun pantheon ideas anyways again without going too far too far one last thing that i thought was hilarious about this article is that he ends up talking to ryan reynolds who's also in red notice like crossover man we can do this we're the ones to make it
2: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> he's like hey dude let's swing for the fences man let's like really s- i i got a big kick out of that it just felt like so like yeah man i don't know you want to like you know i don't know remake the world like let's do this <laughs> I, I, I gotta dig the vibe i like the excitement and with that i'm gonna let us go ahead and step away from the excitement for a second we kick one of those quick Awesome ad breaks, and then we'll be back, and uh, trust me, we've got TV streaming and a whole lot more right on the way.
3: This is Seth Singleton from DC Comics News, here to tell you about the Spinner Rack. Each and every week, DC Comics publishes so many great books, it can be hard to decide where to invest your time and money, and that's where the Spinner Rack comes in. The Spinner Rack is my honest attempt to rate, review, score the top five books from DC Comics each and every week. How can you listen? It's easy. All you have to do is go to your favorite platform, subscribe to DC Comics News Podcasts, and wait for the new episode to load up. Join me each and every week as I sift through the best from DC Comics and pick my top five books. Can't wait to share them with you, and to hear your scores when you share them with us. Right here, on the DC Comics News Podcast. Picture this, someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. The complete ultra-comics nerd. You pick the character you want
2: us to talk about.
3: You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans for fans making new facts
1: superheroes or
2: dummies
1: part of the comics in motion podcast network
2: what's up everybody i am kelly Gaines for dc comics news
4: i am tony hasty for this show
2: and we are here to introduce our new show dcn after dark this is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas fascinating concepts and scandalous tales straight from the dc universe
4: we are not gonna hold any punches. We are gonna give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Your discretion is gonna be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes,
2: Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our 100th <laughs> joke.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Here's hoping.
4: <laughs> We're gonna have guests on this show. We're gonna be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff, let's go. Off the cuff, off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Anything you cup. want.
2: Scooby Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about.
4: That's what the show is about. We're gonna be That's talking the- about. We're gonna be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? No, b-? Go.
2: No, no one had to see more of the bat.
4: No, I didn't
2: Gooby-Doo. want to. God damn it. Look, all right. We're going to. Gooby Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you were a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this
4: promo. Drink recipes, content creation, reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes.
2: Yes. And a Santa, uh, an unseasonable un- 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 Santa hat except it's season whatever check us out
4: (laughs) not getting rid of the santa hat available exclusively on youtube
0: and just like that we are back thank you for hanging out you're listening The weekly podcast right here on DC Comics News, episode number 140. Yes, the movies are out of the way. You just caught all the great ads, which means it's time for TV streaming and news. Here to hold it down, Mr. Brad Felicki, and I need his thoughts on the fact that we just got the uh, schedule, mid-season, that is. And we've got Superman and Lois season two. Premiere date, as well as a couple other tidbits. Was was that the main one that caught your eye? Or did you see anything else in there that looked like fun?
1: Well, I also love that we got uh a date for the Naomi uh, series premiere, and it happens to be uh, Tuesday, January eleventh, for both uh Superman and Lois and Naomi both premiere on the same day, and they're going to play back to back. And I love that because that's going to be that's going to be a fun night of TV. Um, uh, you know, because I've been really looking forward to to Naomi coming out, so and I kind of thought we'd have to wait at least until the spring, but the fact that we're getting it in January that's great, and the first season of Superman and Lois was so good that I'm looking forward to that um second season, so yeah, uh Tuesday, January eleventh is gonna be a good day. uh, what about you?
0: Yeah, they're gonna have to rename Tuesday into like Hope Day. Uh, I'm pretty (laughs) sure because between Superman and Lois, which just like, you know, it became one of those great heartstones I can always return to in the week. If I need something that's just going to really hit home, that one did from the first episode on Uh, really loved what they've done. And I love the idea that that's going to be what's teeing up Naomi. And hopefully that means you have a great crowd that's going to be. you know, following in hopefully and then of course all the fans were just going to be immediately excited because Naomi what a great book, what a great series, what a great chance to have this character on. Yeah, this was uh, this was a lot of fun. Plus, you know, I, I looked down at it the next day and then I got Wednesday Legends of Tomorrow with Batwoman like yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good 48 hours right there. That's that's some fun time. So <laughs> I-, yeah. I thought it was really kind of cool. Um, also, keeping us in the TV and streaming, we have uh, another glimpse of the uh, upcoming Flash Season 8 crossover, Armageddon. What did you think of this new poster they're sharing with us to, you know, I don't know, drool over? Glare oh, eye? man.
1: <laughs> I love it. Uh, my favorite thing is Black Lightning right there in the center. Uh I was bummed when that show was canceled, so I love that we're still getting more of that character. Um, Batwoman has been full of surprises, so it's good to see her included. Yeah, I just, I, I love the poster. I, I, uh, I'm really looking forward to this. What about you?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, it was just another great reminder, you know, of what we have to look forward to. Um, I loved seeing in the uh, recent teaser, you know, a trailer I caught on TV you know, reminder that we've got Ryan Choi um, and that's gonna be a really fun interaction uh, because we already have the first Adam who will be on. So what's that handoff gonna look like? Is it, is there gonna be, I don't know. It's gonna be a lot of fun as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, having Black Lightning is a huge one. And I totally spaced when we were talking last time with Steve, cause he was talking about this one being called Armageddon. He wanted to know if it was gonna be 2001, like the comics with the um, Monarch and everything. And then I forgot that this story points out that the villain is actually uh, Despero or Despero. I don't know what that one either. Someone correct me wherever you are out there. Can I get a nerd fight going? Can I? (laughs) Come on now. Despero, Despero. All right, go. Get back to me. Pull. Um, Yeah, so I forgot that that's supposed to be the bag. So it was kind of weird seeing. uh, Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, I'm kind of thrown by Despero because that, Yeah. That guy, the guy with the third eye, because I don't see the third eye. So I'm a little thrown now as I'm like putting those pieces together, remembering we talked about him way back when, when the announcement was made and now seeing him with the red hair and then trying to jive that with what we were talking about with Steve about the idea of 2001, and Monarch. I'm like, something's not adding up. I'm going to have to see how this all plays out because <laughs> I'm used to a purple guy with the third eye. That's just me. That's just how I feel about it. Um, instead, I got a red hair guy. So I'm like, hmm what happened what's do we get to see purple guy do we get to see a third eye um and also is this in some way tied to monarch or we're were steve and i just having way too much fun riffing anywho um i dig the poster because yeah we get black lightning back um i mean i'll I'll be honest i totally got those little goosebump moments when he was saying run barry run like every time i see the trailer i'm like ah what a great connection they have with the lightning so anyways Great poster, great reminder of a great crosser we have coming. And not the last bit of news we have for you on the TV and streaming. In fact, we have the fact that we've got first-look pictures at the return of Matt Ryan to Legends of Tomorrow. No, he's no longer Constantine, but, yes, he's back on Legends of Tomorrow. Confused? You simply haven't been watching the show enough. However, it's all going to be okay. Just catch up. Enjoy the zany ride. And, Brad, what did you think about this announcement?
1: Yeah, uh, I will say that he definitely doesn't look like Constantine anymore, which is nice. Um, He barely looks recognizable. So I think that's kind of cool that they went out of their way to make him look different. Uh, And I like the idea of him playing uh, what they... Well, the episode's called It's a Mad, 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 Mad Scientist. So he's playing the scientist that uh, may have invented the time travel that allows the you know for them to travel through time so that's an interesting uh kind of story point too so yeah this looks cool and uh it's good to have him still aboard you know it's it's you know like they said constantine's journey has ended but it's good that his journey on the show as an actor hasn't so yeah uh welcome to the new character uh what about you
0: i love that welcome to the new character
1: yeah <laughs> um
0: i think the thing that catches me the most is how i I kind of get like a a Jungian Freud vibe off him as soon as I see him um, with the glasses and the beard thing. And then there's another part of me that sort of goes, wow, I'm going to get to hear him with an American, no less New York accent. That's going to be a kick if he does really embrace one. You know what I mean? I mean, (laughs) it'll be interesting to see like how much of that comes out of the character. But I love seeing him stretch in this way. I love that we still get to have Matt Ryan on the show. And I love that we get a time traveler who... I mean, so this goes back to the whole thing about the detective thing, like, why do you usually get into it? Like, why do a lot of physical therapists get into it? They have an injury. They learn about sports medicine. They decide they want to help people because someone helped them. You know, if you suffer a tragedy and you want to prevent that from happening to others, maybe a detective. So when when it comes to a time traveler, usually it's because there's this moment in time you wish you could get back. Right. That's like the biggest thing about time travelers. They almost always want to go back and fix something that's going to change their lives. And I feel like that's a really fun suggestion with the idea of he has personal demons and, and why it is he's so fixated on time travel, which is to their benefit, but it's also something they might have to unravel or understand a little bit in order to, you know, get the guy to the place where time travel is something he actually does come up with instead of something he's almost come up with. So I think that could be a really fun story. Plus. You know, if you've been watching this season so far, it's been absolutely hilarious. All I have to say is bullet blondes, baby. Bullet blondes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, uh, that's our final TV and streaming news story. We're going to take another quick ad break, catch you up on all the greatness we've got coming your way again. We'll be back. We've got comic news. We've got other news. I told you it was here. And if you stick around, you're going to find out what it is. Be right back. First. There was the DC
4: Comics News Podcast. Then came... The Spinner Rack. And now... The third show brought to you by... The guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I Am The Night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating... Batman. The animated series. Week by week. Episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones, I am the night. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher.
3: Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you
0: about Mad Bug, a Harley Quinn cast. Three,
4: two, one.
0: Harley Quinn? Harley fucking Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966.
2: Oh, look, go And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and battle me, I definitely do not f*** that. In need of an adult-sized nemesis.
1: Humans make good fertilizer.
2: You can't f*** with Lois Lane. For f***'s sake, I'm a damn good cop. A lot of lasers.
0: Mmm.
1: Educational
0: and informative That second ad break is out of the way. We are back here on the DC Comics News Weekly Podcast. We've got comic book news coming your way and the announcement that there is a Martian Manhunter in the Milestone universe and the comic from that universe known as Icon and Rocket. But
1: is it the Martian Manhunter we know?
0: That could be an interesting mystery. Brad, what do you think about this possibility?
1: Well, it's definitely not the Manhunter we know. Uh He's gonna be a villain. He's gonna be hunting uh, Icon and Rocket. Uh, very interesting. I want to see where they go with this. Seeing what the reasoning was behind uh, making him a villain. Are they going to at least introduce him as a villain and have him come around and help Icon? So that'll be that'll be interesting. Uh, he's a very powerful character, so you know, as a villain, Icon's gonna have his hands full. So uh, yeah, I. I I'm kind of interested to see where they go with this. What about you?
0: I'm also interested. Um, I, I feel that there's like this great tease with the uh, the suggestion of um, how he's described by Icon, which is he's referred to as the Manhunter from Mars, right? And John Jones, or John Jones, uh, Martian Manhunter. That's, that's a pretty clear connection. But then I found it interesting that at some point, the story mentions the fact that he's not a green or a white Martian. He's an orange one. So that feels like it's way off. Like That feels like we're definitely dealing with a different character. However, what it does remind me of is, uh, I think his name was Sha'ar. I'm not 100% on that. I could actually, I'm probably completely wrong. But if you get a chance to pick up the Martian Manhunter series by Steve Orlando, there was this idea that there was this punishment that was enacted on um residents of mars who had committed crimes against the people and they would imprison them in this thing that allowed them to exist but they couldn't move but their mind was still active and it it was like a horrible punishment because i think they also couldn't like mind connect to anyone but they could exist they didn't die and how one character got out came to earth became a nightmare and john had to hunt him down and the possibility of like aversion. Of that coming to Mars, but referring to himself as a um, a manhunter, because they've got the manhunters on Mars. It would be a really interesting, like, you know, <laughs> you know, he gets met by somebody and they're like, so what you doing on Mars? And he's like, manhunter. And they're like, okay, we're going to call this guy that manhunter from Mars. <laughs> so I feel like there's a lot of fun ways this can go, but I, I love that it, you know, meerkats, like, boom, what, 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 what's happening? What? So I think everyone who is interested in following that story is going to have yet another reason to pick up Icon Rocket uh, number four. I mean, it's such a great series, so I can understand why you're already reading it. And if you aren't, well, this might be a, a reason to give a pickup and, you know, digest, put your hat in the ring, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear it. In the meantime, we're sort of, you know, I don't know. I, I'm i just gazing fondly at the fact that we have a first look into two oversized Twenty Twenty annuals. I'm talking about Nightwing and Superman, Son of Kal El. Brad, what'd you think about these? Uh, well, what'd you think? Let me just leave it at that.
1: Yeah, these these seem really cool. I I like the idea of Jonathan Kent meeting Lex Luthor, because, like like the story says, that Lex Luthor is used to dealing with Kal El, Clark Kent. Jonathan Kent plays by different rules, so it's going to hold different dynamic so i think that's going to be fun to see that explored uh how they would interact with each other and i think the same thing kind of goes with uh nightwing and red hood uh characters that can a lot of times be at odds with each other and have different ways of approaching crime fighting things like that having to Team up. That's another thing where it'll be interesting to to explore those dynamics. So, yeah, and and I like that we we get these in annuals, so the stories can be a little bit longer. It's not simply a one issue thing. We can explore it, you know, in a few more pages. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to these annuals. What about you?
0: Ah, oh, it's great stuff. You, you got to love that Tom Taylor's just got to be. <laughs> yeah. cranking out pencil after pencil like yeah that one's gone that one's gone like just notes writing and then typing to get both of these books out I uh, love the covers like like what you had to say about um you know the idea of not only the brotherhood between uh, Nightwing and uh, Jason Todd or Red Hood but also the idea of what does it mean you know for John to come up against Lex Luther, one of the most formidable enemies of his father. And also, what does it mean for Lex Luther to take on an opponent like John? John, who doesn't see the world the same way as his father does, has a very different you know, set of ideas about how to do things and also ways that he approaches them. And I, I think there could be a fun OK Boomer moment somewhere in here. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just tossing it out there because Lex Luthor already can be a little old fashioned in his thinking. You know, you bring him up against a a young guy who's like, yeah, um, not only do I have my dad's powers, but um, I'm really confident in a lot of ways. And um, what you got? (laughs) That could be a really fun thing to see. I love the idea of the challenge. And I also love that, you know, Hey, I, I, I danced with your dad. Yeah, you have to dance with me. So that's going to be a really fun thing. And the art that we got to see for this teaser, ooh, phenomenal stuff. Yeah, Lily I love gorgeous.
1: that cover. Uh, the the, uh, the Red Hood and Nightwing cover looks really cool. It's very kinetic because he's, you know, he's twirling the batons in his hand, and he's got the Red Hood's got the batarang in his hand. It looks like a still from a movie is how I could almost picture it in my mind. So yeah, I really, I really dug that cover.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> and you're right. The action is awesome. And it's weird that it translates almost to uh, Red Hood because he's got um, clearly a charged weapon with an electric field yeah. coming out of it. And you're like, ooh, okay, well, uh, boy, you, you guys are looking to cause some trouble. That's going to be a bit fun. Now, also a bit of trouble and just as much fun is the fact that we got a first look at gotham city villains the anniversary giant the uh penguin catwoman story by danny DeVito and dan moore brad what'd you think i
1: i love the the artwork uh, i i like that um the the penguin that we're seeing is definitely influenced by danny devito's take on the character um but i, I I'll be honest, and I didn't study them too much because I don't want to know too much about the story before I get a chance to read it. And even looking at the pictures, I can kind of see a little bit about what's going on. But, yeah, this this makes me even more excited. As much as I love DC's anthologies, this is one that I'm looking forward to even more than some of the others that have come in the past. So I'm really excited to see what Danny DeVito does uh, with the Penguin story. Uh, what about you?
0: Yeah, not only the stories, but then here's another one of those, how much can your wallet handle issues with all of the variants coming with them, right?
1: Like, why? Yeah, this cover great.
0: You know, we've gotten one or two teasers, like the Penguin one, I feel like I'd already seen a little bit before. But uh, the Scarecrow one, uh, the Ivy one, which is just awesome. And then with Roz, with that skull in the background, ooh, I mean, really impressive stuff. Uh, There's quite a few others to consider. I highly recommend being prepared. There's a chance you will end up with them all. It's not a shameful thing. There are many of us on this show who have done that. I'm not raising my hand. And even if I am, you can't see because this is audio. (sighs) Ah, Thank goodness for anonymity. Yeah, man, this is going to be a lot of fun. I can definitely see the excitement. I mean, and it's not like they, they were like, oh, here, we're going to do a Dane DeVito story, and then we'll throw some other people in. Like, this is an awesome mix of writers and talent. I mean, yeah, it's a good collection. It, come on, man. It's another DC, DC anthology. Like, it it, it kind of becomes a no-brainer at this point. It's like, why didn't you get one? No, but why? Why? Uh <laughs> It's one of those questions where uh, certain people can ask it of me and I'm like, I, I have no answer and I feel terrible. But maybe I'll feel better when I get a couple. Maybe I'll get better when I get them all. What can I say? I can say that our next story is a really fun one because it brings back a fan favorite, a character that you had the chance to meet if you've read Green Lantern Legacy and you still have time to Before you get the chance to enjoy some new adventures with Ty Fam, Talking about Green Lantern Alliance. Bad, what would you think?
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one as well. Uh, I I enjoyed uh, uh, Alliance. Or not Alliance, I'm sorry. The first, uh, the the, uh, Legacy, sorry. Uh, And Alliance looks like it's going to be just as much fun. Um, I, I like that he's teaming up with Kid Flash. That should be... That should be fun. And I really think for what they are, D.C. is really knocking it out of the park with these kind of YA and middle grade graphic Mm -hmm. novels. Uh, You know, I I'm not the target audience and and I can still get some take away some stuff from these stories. So I think that they're really doing a really good job. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this one uh, as well. And uh, it, it's great to have more Asian uh, superheroes too. So I love the you know the idea of representation as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this. What about you?
0: Yeah, I think this is gonna be a great one. I thought Legacy was a brilliant story and I loved what DC has been doing with the uh, younger audience titles. And also there's a great history of Flash and a lantern teaming up. So <laughs> carrying on that tradition, with a uh, a really fun Green Lantern and a fun kid flash. I think it's gonna be great. Um, I love the early art. Uh, I love the, uh, you know, the storyline that they're suggesting here. And I mean, I kind of think someone, you know, who's a bad guy named Xander is a fun one to root against. So I think this is gonna be a really good one. I, I think it's continuing to add to that that great quality that, that DC has been offering when it comes to these young titles. And like you said, Brad, every time I have read one, whether it was for review or for the spinner rack or something, I've always found myself going like, wow, this is a great value story. I'm taking away a lot of great messages. And that's a wonderful feeling from a, you know, a comic book. Sometimes, you get into the more adult titles and you you have to deal with the gray areas. And I know that those come into play with the younger titles, but I feel like there's such a freshness sometimes that a younger mind can have when it comes to answering a problem. And it comes through so well in these books. I, I, I can't wait for yet another installment. We've got one more of our comic news, and that is the announcement that uh, Swamp Thing is getting a second season from DC Comics. Brad, I know you have a certain history with Swamp Thing. What did you think about this announcement?
1: Yeah, I was hoping that they would extend it, and they—I just wish they would kind of make it open-ended. But instead of ten, they said sixteen issues. So uh, we're and and a small break in between issue ten and issue eleven. So I'm guessing that we're going to get another. Um, Another arc that's six issues after the story wraps up. So maybe after, you know, Ram V continues on, he'll even be allowed to continue past the next six issues. So that's what I'm hoping for, because I've I've really enjoyed his his run Uh, was one of the books I was, you know, most looking forward to, you know, after um, the Infinite Frontiers relaunch uh, after uh, Future State. It was definitely one of the books I was looking forward to most, and it did not disappoint. So, yeah, as long as they can keep it going, I'll be there for it. What about you?
0: Yeah, I think it's a great announcement. It's been such a great story. I, I really loved what uh, Ram V is doing with the character of Levi passing on, you know, the, uh, oh, the mantle, that's the word I'm looking for, of uh, Green Lantern to Levi. And also showing how it's a very different story that Levi is embarking on, not only as his own character, but the avatar of the green, um, the things he's come across, the challenges he's facing uh, at home, the idea of this uh, you know, upcoming storyline involving his brother. It, it's its some really fun stuff. Um, and its it's been so well captured. I mean, Ram V's got a great storytelling style. Like it's just phenomenal. And the art just seems to go, oh, okay, let's just, Take that and keep pushing, because the pictures they share are these great covers. Who, <laughs> I mean, it's some pretty awesome stuff, man. It's it's easy to want, it's easy to want more of, and uh, I hope you're right, Brad. um I, I think Levi is a really cool new Green Avatar, and I think uh having another Swamp Thing title to follow this would be great. We also know that v has been getting pretty busy. He's scheduled to break and then he'll finish this one off, but he's got titles popping off everywhere. So I imagine every once in a while, he's gonna write an arc, step away, and hopefully others will step in and continue on the greatness, or he gets to come back more often. And I don't care, man, limited series, extended series, whatever, just keep them coming. That's all I ask, because this is a really fun character and I'm I'm really enjoying um, what we've seen so far and looking forward to what we have next. That's our final comic story. We got a couple on the other category and one that I I swear I had to kind of like look at the the link twice and then like go to the story and sort of like, what is happening? (laughs) Well, um, the best way to put it is to read the headline. Madonna transforms into Harley Quinn for Halloween. I think that just like sucked all the moisture out of my mouth. So I'm going to get a (laughs) sip of water while Brad gives you some insights.
1: Brad? (laughs) Uh, you know, good for Madonna. Um, I, I I will say she looks better in this picture than I've seen her looking in a while. Um, although I find it kind of funny that she went the route of Harley Quinn. That's kind of a few years old at this point. I'm surprised she didn't go with the, with the red dress version from the suicide squad, but, um, I guess it just goes to show just how much these comic characters are permeating culture when somebody like, of all people, Madonna will go as Harley Quinn for Halloween. I mean, that you can't get more, uh, yeah. I, I don't want to say mainstream, but more um, mass culture than that, I think. So, yeah, uh, good for Madonna. What about you?
0: Yeah, I definitely feel that this is one of those like statements where it's like, yes, Harley Quinn is now a part of the fabric of all realities. She just is (laughs) like comics, movies, cartoons, hey, real world. And it's not just for your kids. Um, Because, you know, (laughs) for starters, this is a pop singer who was already well established as I was a kid coming up. And it was like, wow, and she does look completely different from what I've seen in pictures recently. I mean, I don't think uh, when I reach her age, I'm going to look half as good as she does. But, you know, the fact that she was clearly able to embrace this character and also it feels like between like an amazing uh, camera makeup. it It's phenomenal how different she looks and, and how um, if I had to, I could not tell the age of this person in this picture. Mm-hmm. I would guess somewhere between like. I don't know 20 and 50 like i would just start guessing you know because i'm like i don't know i i I really don't know but it feels in a great way because of that very timeless so it was was kind of like i I scrolled down to the picture and i was like wow wow i i would have never guessed it i would have imagined like this is someone else who has a very madonna-like appearance but did a harley quinn costume and um yeah i was just really kind of thrown by this one Big shout to our DCN editor-in-chief, Mr. Josh Mayer. Josh, I don't know where you find this amazing stuff or how you stumble across it, but this one, this one definitely caught my attention. And yeah, I'm going to leave it at that because I could just keep babbling. But, you know, where's the fun in that? Where's more fun is in our final story of the other as well as this episode. That is a little bit more about Harley Quinn and Prime Studios' announcement. That they've got a statue from the Suicide Squad that you can get your hands on, and it features something that our well, Mr. Fashion Brad Falicki had already sort of referenced a moment ago. Brad, what do you think about this statue in the uh, red dress?
1: This statue is incredible. I I thought I was looking at a photograph for a lot, like a f- picture of her, of of Margot Robbie, not just of the statue. Uh, it's the sculpting is just absolutely incredible uh it looks so much like Margot Robbie uh, and she does she has the red dress and the javelin and it even comes with I think one of my favorite things is the little starro uh mini thing <laughs> I think that's uh, that I love um you know what I could not remember you know I thought that when she was in the red dress and everything that you could still see like the the face tattoos and those face tattoos are not on this statue um not that that takes away from it i mean but the sculpting like i said i mean this looks real life it is uh incredible uh the dress does look like does it looks like fabric it doesn't look like you know whatever whatever this is made from i mean it's it's incredible if you're into uh these statues this is definitely one you're going to want to get uh, what about you
0: yeah, man. I mean, it, it pulls it right from the movie. It it does look like this is, you know, someone taking a picture of Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn standing there like, oh, yeah, we just did a shoot. What? Here you go. Picture. Um, because it's so casual. It feels almost effortless. It's not, you know, it's not poised in a way that feels like it's, it's fighting to do it. It just feels that smooth. Uh, and I think you are correct. Brad, I was looking at the pictures and I don't see those tattoos, which I think is an interesting choice. I don't know you know, why the decision was made or how, but it doesn't detract from the fact that, yeah, this thing is gorgeous. If you love statues, if you like statues, if you just like looking at how lifelike something can really be, this one is something you're going to at least want to take a peek at. I highly encourage you to check out Prime One Studios Harley Quinn statue. Let us know what you think, because, well, we're both blown away by it. And, uh, I'm blown away by what an amazing set of stories we had for this week. Great episode. Final thoughts before we go ahead and wrap this one up, right?
1: Another, you know, great news week, you know, uh, what's going on with DC is just, I, uh, you know, I will say it one more time. It's a great time to be a DC fan. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to all these films. There's definitely some cool stuff on the horizon as far as comics are concerned. So, yeah, I mean, if you're not a DC fan, now is the time.
0: Definitely. Yeah, there's so many great things I'm I'm really excited for. I think probably one of the big ones just that, that seems to be stuck in my mind is Tuesday night. Hope night, yeah? Mm-hmm. Superman and Lois, yeah. Naomi. That's going to be really righteous. Love that, you know, great way to to kick off the the new year. And yeah, man, that's going to be a fun time. All right. Hey, with that, like I said, that was our final news story. And it's been a pleasure hanging out with you for episode number 140 of the DC Comics News Weekly Podcast. I've been your host at Singleton. With me has been Mr. Brad Falicki. And, you know, you want to ask him stuff. So, Brad, where can the good people send you a question, thought, comment, more like that?
1: Uh, You can find me writing news reviews, dccomicsnews.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at FlickyB1. And I'm also on the Harley Quinn Mad Love Podcast, part of the DC Comics News Podcast Network. And where can people find you? Oh, You can find me right
0: here. Really. I mean, I'm here a lot. Between the weekly podcast, hosting the Spinner Rack, hanging out with Brad, Steve... Kelly, uh, Kendra, everybody over on Mad Love. It's probably the best place to come check out. If you want to send me a message, just do it on social media. But just tag DC Comics News. It's really easy. Uh, It's the at symbol. Capital D, capital C, capital C, -C O-M-I-C-S, capital N-E-W-S, DC Comics News. When you do, just say, hey, Seth, blah, 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 and you're there. Like, that was a really great comment. Or I can't believe you mispronounced that name again. Whatever you choose to add in. I'd like the whole team to know, you know, it's a good way for me to be accountable. And it's a fun way to hear what you think, what you want us to know. And keep up with us. You know, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, wherever your social media is, where you can find the at DC Comics News handle. Send us a message. Can't wait to hear it. Make sure if you haven't yet, you hit the subscribe button on whatever your platform you're listening to. If you want to tell a friend, let them know. We are on iTunes, we are on Google Play, we are on Spotify, Stitcher, so many more. Basically, if it's a podcast platform, we're probably there. So, tell a friend, make sure you tune in for all the great shows that we've got, from the weekly podcast, to Spinner Rack, to Mad Love, to uh, I Am The Night. Trust me, you're going to love all of it. We're here to make sure you do. And with that, we always have one last thing we like to sign off with. Just a reminder to always read more comics hey (laughs) and just like that we're out of here thanks guys see you next time